Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 16th, 2021. I'm teaching a series, oh, I was teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word. I have been teaching this series for months, and today we bring it to an end, Leveling Up with the Word. So the whole concept of leveling up, I just wrote a book called Level Up Your Life. The whole concept of leveling up or new levels is something that I've been teaching all year because I believe that this is a season of new levels for us where God has declared new levels, that the grace of God has declared new levels. That means that the grace is there for us to level up, but now we have to provide the faith. Wherever God provides grace, you and I have to provide the faith. God does everything that he does by grace. We do everything that we do in response to God's grace by faith. So our faith lays hold of what God has already provided. Well, Well, guess what? Faith is tied to the word of God. So faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. This is Romans 10 and 17. So the more word you get, the more your faith is going to be built up and edified, the more you have something to have faith in, right? You can, you can hope and a wish and a pray, but you're just hoping. Hoping is, hope is not tied to anything. Hope is open-ended. But Hebrews 11 and 1 says that faith adds substance to our hope. And so now I don't have a hope that's open-ended. I'm not just a hoping and a wishing. No, I have faith that's tied to something, that's tied to something that God said. So faith is tied to the word of God. Faith is tied to a promise from God. Faith is something is tied to something that God revealed to me about that was future to, to me, that is future to me, but past to him because he's already seen it and for him it's already done. So my faith is tied to the word of God. If you want to level up, you're going to have to level up with the word. <music> said, um, this series is coming to an end today. I've been giving you a series of recaps, 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 and today's the final message. So this is the final message of the parable of the sower series. Remember, this is the mother of all parables, uh, the mother of all parables, because Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? So I trust that you've really enjoyed this parable. I know that I have. Let me give it to you one last time as we close out. You ready? Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, the Bible says, The farmer, and Jesus is the farmer, is like someone who takes seed, and the seed is the word of God, and he sows it down inside a soil, and the soil is us, right? And so the sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road, and that's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful, and because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately, snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. They get super excited. They say, hey, man, hey, girl, did you hear what the Lord said to me today? And all that stuff, they get, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They have a surface level relationship with God. They have a Sunday type relationship with God. They have a Wednesday night type relationship with God, but they don't have a real relationship with God. So as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny ground. These are the people that hear the word of God, but their lives have become full of other things. They got way too much stuff going on. They got stuff on their calendar. They always have more tasks than time, and they don't have time for God. They're out there trying to get that paper. They, they're pursuing the love of money, the cares of this world, everything else they want. They have selfish desires. They have things that were birthed in their heart and not in the heart of God. And, and they're like, they, they just don't have time for God. And so these are the people 
that they don't make time for God at all. These other things, they might go to church, but that doesn't mean anything. And so these things, the, the word is trying to grow, but they have other things growing in their heart. And these other things are like weeds, the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. And the weeds choke out the word and the word doesn't work. And then other people like good ground, say good ground. <laughs> yeah, other people are like good ground. And then the, the word of God does work in the good ground. They rid themselves of all distractors. But even then, sometimes they, they receive a harvest from the seed sown, sometimes 30 times more sometimes 60 times more and sometimes 100 times more. And you and I, we are after 100. We want to see the fullness of what God said. We will never give up until we get it all. Say amen to that. All right. So what does this mean for you today as I close out uh, the series? So there are four types of soil. Uh, so I'm going to just give you four things this morning. We're going to talk about these four types of soil one last time. And uh, people say, well, Rick, why do you take so much time with this stuff? I mean, why do you go over it oh, again and again and again? Listen, there's layers and layers of revelation. So, so first of all, let me just say this. I remember when I used to number, and I may still do this, I would number my series like part one, part two, part two, and then I'd be up to like part 67, part 74. And, and people are like, man, Rick, why do you do these series so long? Well, let's be honest. I mean, I could be on part 48 before you finally get it, you know? And so like people... We don't, we just don't get it the first time. And then there's layers and layers and layers of revelation. So we need to, this type of teaching is the teaching that goes deep into our lives because we need to hear it over and over and over again, honest, honestly, to get it. All right. So as I close, here we go. Number one, from the wayside soil, right? And so this was the first type of soil. We learned that understanding is critical. Understanding and all you're getting, Solomon said, get understanding. You have to understand the word of God, understand God. Now, now I remember Now there was a time where we didn't have access to the word. There was a time where we didn't really understand the word of God, where there was a time where we didn't really uh, have the revelation that we have today. And so I remember, you know, maybe some people say, oh, my, my big mama used to say, baby, the ways of the Lord are past finding out. You know, you just never know what God might do. You know, you, you just can't, you can't understand God. The ways of God are past finding out, you know? Okay. That sounds good. And I understand what big mama was saying, but listen, that, that, that's a certain level of walking with God that you can get past. So I understand what she was saying, but here's the problem with that. First Corinthians chapter two says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. Now, some people stop at first Corinthians chapter two and verse nine. And if you stop and you just say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart can understand the ways of the Lord are past finding out. You just never know what God might do. So let me just say this about that. What about, let's say you're a parent. And, 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 you know, you, you tell your kids, Hey, you do this. I'm going to do that. And so you cut the grass. I'm going to give you $50 and your son is out there cutting the grass and you hear your son talking to the neighbor, the neighbor's son, the neighbor's like, Hey, what you doing? Hey man, I'm cutting the grass. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. My dad said, if I cut the grass, I'm gonna get $50. It's like, Oh man, you're going to get $50. But what if my son said, well, you just never know. What my dad is going to do. What? I mean, that would make me feel terrible as a dad. I know that people say stuff like that, like in church. And, but I, I just know that that has to hurt God's heart. What are you talking about? If you keep reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. But 
God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. So yeah, maybe there was a time where you say, you just can't understand the Bible, but now you got the Holy Ghost. If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the author of the book living, living on the inside of you. So no, 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 you have to seek divine understanding. Listen, we got to put a major focus on understanding the word that we receive from God because this text says that if we don't, Satan will come and snatch away the word that was sown in our heart. When we receive the word, we have to seek understanding. We can meditate, process, digest, believe it, apply it, meditate on it, talk to the Holy Ghost about it. Okay, Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to do with this word that you just gave me? This is how we become the men, the women that we've called, that God has called us to be. You can't just say, well, you know, God's stuff, you just, his ways are above our ways, his thoughts are above our thoughts. You would just never understand God. No, then you don't understand the Holy Ghost. You don't understand the Bible. That's not what the Bible was teaching. And so, so there was a certain level that, that, yeah, there's a certain level of mystery to walking with God. That, that's unquestionable. But what I'm saying is that there's also a certain level of understanding that you can get when you fill your heart with the word of God and you meditate on it and you spend time with the Holy Spirit. And so, yes, going back to the word of God, it is critical for you to get the, the Bible, the written word down in your heart. I do a lot of teaching on the, and I emphasize the importance of being led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. But watch this. It's hard for you to hear the voice of God if you don't know the word of God. And people say, well, Brother Pena, I don't know. God don't speak to me like that. I need to know. I, I want to hear the voice. Well, watch this. It's hard for you to hear the voice. If you don't know the word, you need to get the word down in your heart. People in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. People in the Old Testament, they didn't have access to the word. The, the word was written on parchment paper, on scrolls, and very few people had access to those scrolls. Well, doggone it, we have access to it today. It's on your phone. It's on your tablet. It's on the internet. You probably have a bunch of copies all around your house. Wouldn't it be a shame for you to not read it? You got to get the word of God. You have to honor the word and then seek understanding. That's the message of the wayside soil. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, from what Jesus said about the rocky soil, we learned the, imper the importance of getting past just a surface level relationship with God. Some people just honor God on the surface, but they don't go, they don't allow the word of God to go deep, Jesus said. And so, so the problem with not allowing the word of God to go deep is that the potential of the word of God that God sold in your heart that potential of the word of God, it can produce, but that potential will also attract opposition, right? It's going to attract opposition from the enemy. It's going to attract opposition from, from Satan. So in this parable, in this type of soil, Jesus said, well, as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word, God gave you a word. God, God put a word down in your heart and said, go start that business. And you wrote it down and you put it up on your vision board and all of that. But doggone it, you better know that hell is, I mean, it, you're going to have to go through hell and high water for, to get that business to be successful because now, now that you announced it and now that you declared it and now that you believed it, Satan is not going to just sit by, back and say, okay, well, let me watch her. Let me watch him be successful. No, no. Trouble is going to come. Persecution is going to come because of the word that you receive is going to attract opposition. And if you don't allow the word of God to go deep into your life, you are going to give up. That's what Jesus said in this parable. You got to have a deep and personal relationship with God in order to withstand 
the attacks of the enemy, having done all to stand. Listen, you can't just know God in a book. You got to know God through experiences. If all you know God is, I just know God from a book. I just know uh, God from my catechism class, or I just know God from Sunday school, or I just, no, 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 no. Then you don't know God. You can't just know God in a, in a book. You got to know God from real life. If you just know God from church, if you just know God from worship, then listen, you, you, you're not going to be able to stand and withstand the attacks of the enemy. Jesus said, these people don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. You got to allow the, the word of God to go deep. You can't just have a surface relationship with God. If you have a surface relationship, listen, either he is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. So Jesus said in Matthew 15 verses eight and nine, these are the people that honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, Jesus said. They pretend to worship me, but their worship is nothing more than the empty traditions of men. They, they could sing the songs, they know the hymns, they know the words, they go through the motions, they go to church, they, they give a little offering, they do that little thing, and they, they check in the block, and I did it, but no, they don't know God. You gotta have a deep relationship with God. You gotta allow the word of God to go deep into your life so that it could change you from the inside out. That's how you're going to be able to stand, having done all to stand, and then you withstand the attacks of the enemy. Say amen to that. That's what we learn from the second type of soil, the rocky soil. So the third type of soil, the, the thorny soil. The, here we learn the importance of giving God first place. God has to be first place. Listen, our God, the Bible says, Old Testament, is a jealous God. Our God is a jealous God. He doesn't want you to give his credit. Don't ever take his credit and don't give his credit to nobody else. Don't give anybody else the worship that he deserves or the honor that he, that he deserves. He is a jealous God. So don't, when you put other things ahead of God, he doesn't like it. He wants to be number one in your life. The lesson of this one comes down to a lesson of competing priorities. There are some people that have competing priorities. They just got way too much going on in their lives. They, they, they're focused on the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. They don't have time for God. They, they got a plan. They out there trying to get that paper. I'm going to get that paper. They're doing this. They're doing that. And it's like, God is trying to get a, get a hold of them. Try, God is trying to get their attention but they don't have time for God. They got, they got a one-year plan. They got a five-year plan. They got a 10-year plan. They got long-term goals. Girl, I'm trying to do this. Yo, yo, let me tell you something, bro. I'm, I'm all about this. I'm all about that. Okay, but that's cool. But what did the Holy Ghost say? Are you doing what God is leading you to do? Or are you living your life on your own terms? There's two positions that you need to fill every day, the cross and the throne. And so if, if, if Jesus is on the throne, in your life. And you're saying Jesus is the Lord of my life and he's on the throne. And it, it, I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. And it is in him that I live and I move and I have my being. Well, that leaves the other position for you. What's the other position? The cross. That means that I am dying to self daily. I'm picking up my cross and I'm following him. I'm dying to sin. I'm dying to self. I'm dying to selfishness. Why? Because Jesus is on the throne. But if I'm on the throne, if you put yourself on the throne and like you, you're big, bad and bold, you know, and you're doing your own thing. And so, so you're single, sexy and free, making your own money, you know, and doing your own stuff over here. And so, and you're, you're living life on your own terms. That means that Jesus is still on the cross for you and he's dead. He's not exalted. He is still on the cross. He is dead to you. He's dead. Jesus means nothing to you because you are the Lord of your own life. And so the, these people, these people know they, they live their life. 
life on their own terms. These are the people that just chasing whatever they're chasing, but God is not the Lord of their lives. So God has to take priority over everything else. If you allow your life to become full of other things, then these other things are going to choke out the word. These people can go to church on Sunday, but the word doesn't do nothing. These people can go, oh, wow, that was a really good service, you know, but that doesn't mean anything. The word can't work because your heart is full of other things. The other things grow up like weeds and choke out the word. So in this from this uh, soil, we learn the danger of allowing our lives to become full of other things. Look at me real quick. You only get one life. That's it. So please don't waste it chasing something that God didn't predestine for you to have. Wouldn't it be a shame for you to get to heaven only to realize that you spent your whole life becoming someone you were not supposed to be. You spent your whole life chasing something that, that was not part of God's predestined plan for your, for your life. My prayer for you is that you find it, follow it, and finish it. That's it. That you discover got your purpose, that you develop into your purpose, and you deploy into your purpose. That you become the man, the woman that God called you to be from the foundations of the world. And that's how you spell success. That's how you measure success. Has nothing to do with houses or cars or money. And you can have all of that. God can give you plenty of that. That's not the issue. Your, your success in life boils down to a matter of purpose. Are you doing what you were sent to this planet to do? That's the lesson of the third one. And then finally, number four, from the last soil, good ground. Here we learn that some people are good ground. They receive a 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. And I told you that the whole thing between the 30 and the 60 and 100-fold comes down to getting the fullness. Some people give up before they see the fullness of what God said. So they believe in God for what he said. And then when they get a little portion of it, they go, oh, man, this is so good. And then they shift their heart and then they move on to the next thing and they don't hold on long enough to see everything that God said. In Galatians 6 and 9, the Bible says, Paul said, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. This teaches us a few things. Number one, there's a season, there's a time. There's a time when your harvest will come due. There's a due season. There's a time when your harvest is going to come due. And you got number two, we got to hold on long enough for that time to come. If you give up before that time, you're not going to get it. Number three, Paul didn't say, oh, everybody's going to receive a harvest. He said, no, you're going to get a harvest if the harvest of blessing, if you don't give up. He said, you're going to get a harvest if you don't give up. So if you get excited about a portion of what God said, and then you give up on the rest and you shift your heart. That's 30-fold or 60-fold. That's not 100-fold. For, for you to get 100-fold, you're going to have to believe and add patience to your faith and hold on long enough to see what God said. I'm going to close with Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. The writer of Hebrews said this, don't allow your hearts to grow dull or to lose your enthusiasm. You ought to follow the example of those who fully receive what God promised. How did they fully receive what God promised? How did they get a hundredfold return? The Bible says they had strong faith and patient endurance. Strong faith and patient endurance. It is through faith and patience that you obtain the promises of God. You need both. I hope that you've enjoyed this series. I know that I've enjoyed teaching it. I love you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. I'm getting ready for a new series on Monday. And so... Uh, whew, there's been a lot in this series. This is the mother of all parables. I told you 
verses 13 through 20, we're going to be on this for months. And people are like, how are you going to teach for that for months? There's, and I believe me, I could keep going. There's a lot in that. I trust that it's been a blessing to you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice uh, and say this as we go into the weekend. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up in 2021. I free my heart of all distractors. I give your word the priority that it deserves. I allow your word to go deep into my life. I open my heart to believe and receive it daily. Your word is sown in my heart. It produces supernatural growth and change. And I'm thankful for the change that it's producing in me, but also through me. I'm not surprised when the word attracts trouble and persecution. I'm just not moved. I'm not swayed. I'm not dismayed. And I'm not distracted. I will never give up until I see the fullness of everything you promised. I remain focused and encouraged as I walk my walk, as I run my race, as I pursue my purpose. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org if you want my notes for free. Todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. Talk to me in the chat about how this message has been, a not this message, the series. Have you enjoyed this series? Uh, leave me some comments in the chat about the series. I'm going to go back and I'm going to read all those comments. Thank you so much for allowing me to sow into your life. Uh, I thank God for you. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. And then do me a favor as I release you. Please share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you.